the death of hegesis by leonard klein read for LibriVox.org by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c whose philosophy was sternly repressed as inducive to suicide give socrates due thanks his wisdom might hath furnished seolist a vague delight hath filled slow contemplation's goblet full with seeming happiness attainable give him due meed of praise but clearer mind must hesitate at phrases thus designed for lesser intellect must candidly occlude thyself give open eye to see how life with sorrow is part you reint how meditation's moorbound intent doth vanish at a song from loved lip and charles latin's abstraction piece doth slip unhindered at the fascinating caress of star-eyed venus reason must confess a tardy repentance when assailed with life and not what life should be but failed good citizens here's no derision meant i only seek the full establishment of resignation to this life's caprice wherein no questing mortal may have peace life's but an hollow infinite of woe that man doth enter look upon and so once more become immortal being dust injustice is the guardian of the just repining recompense of venery sharp-thorned the laurel wreath of chastity no less the jasmine of concupiscence and wealth there be some leaving going hence from undesired truth to hoarded wealth and reverie be like to shameless stealth is do their gold accumulations sweet do ye conceive their prospering complete who live in fear of kindred robber's knife good citizens they've anguishing to wife stay murmurings were never enemies hegesis and erring socrates alike we do life's promises disdain deem life a laugh a grievous life insane deem life a weeping inconsiderate but i say life dry-eyed is desperate where am i in the darkness and alone and prostrate on this whirling floor of stone mid pillar arms stupendous vanishing up where far heaven's stars are gathering in shadows why i thought at syracuse i daunted parvamity's abuse upon the portico in zeno's place and here i lie deserted cold and numb and shudder when my scattered senses come again with memory of the last disgrace how prating sophist did exurbate a laughing populace 
to witless hate how i was silenced and was banished with beggars casting carrion on my head with mocking escort in impassioned rout how athens sneering athens cast me out i thirst i almost thought tis water near that winnowing of vampire wings that veer and swerve in sickening circles like the skies a little water for a man who dies alone forgotten by life's polygot of little friends great zeus but i forgot that's happiness and happiness is not i know this little place i wandered to in my delirium and mortal rue the little temple white among the trees that swirl as though there really were a breeze and here's an old disgruntled goddess left like poor hegesis who is bereft of all a man calls good and now of breath she starved for worship i for meat to death i've wandered here before and knew my way with palin useful then as young the day and that was when i trembled hesitant at truth's dark door the woods were palpitant with vernal life and wood birds passing love and hemlocks green was azure swept above then suddenly we left the pleasant shade and came unwitting to this silent glade and silent ivied temple roses grew about its pillars bees sped humming through assembling in its inmost honeyed fane their murmuring seemed praises told again by low-voiced devotee the rose perfume awakened ancient incense in the room long time we rested there between us past grave thought on this and that until at last came twilight and we rose and said good-bye for he returned to athens thence and i to corneth there of my discovery i spoke at length and hundreds welcomed me and listened for a week and then did frown insulted me and drove me from their town that was the first and on its heels i heard how deeply my despair had palin stirred until he drained his death in poisoned wine palin the gall of calumny is mine thou hast avoided by being brave and seeking unremembrance in the grave would god my one disciple and my friend could be with me with sympathy attend my death could bring a draught and hold my hand and listen to me speak and understand that would be little peace but i forgot i live and living happiness is not just such a night it was serenely dark 
when last at Antoch I disembarked, an outcast from this world of merriment, to supplicate some measure of content. Beside my father's hearth, and on the ways, I traversed travellers would group and gaze, upon me pointing, cursing, whispering, heard rumours of the abdominal thing that caused my just disfame, the vile disgrace. I came to flaunt in Antoch's pure face, and all the lads I played with carelessly, in youth matured, refused to welcome me, and passed me by with haughty, calloused eyes, and cloaked my grief in impudence guise, and when at last I ventured to approach my father's house, forewarn that I had come, by gossip throat to vilify his home, he greeted me with censure and reproach, and all the neighbors, friends of mine, and more, I knew not, watched him drive me from his door, and seizing stick and stone pursued my flight from Antoch into the impotent night. Had he received me, though the world should not, but that were happiness, and I forgot. Just such another night, serenely still, and in a garden incomparable, at Antoch's gateway once I strayed along, and breathed the sweet of Aphrodite's song. A many years have dragged in anguished path throughout the world, and still my memory doth hold the dream, and in its sorrow hath, above all sorrow life hath granted me, I see her eyes again burn breathlessly, and take the inorate tresses richly massed upon her head and hold them to my face and kiss them first the kiss that was my last we sat within a little fragrant place where swaying cypress cast its purpled shade on grasses sensuously interlaid beneath us for a matting so her hand i took and spoke my love and made demand in gentle choking whispered interlude between soft sighs and pauses understood she loved me found inevitable the thought and told the love in kisses i had sought and all life stayed until dissevered our kiss and dawn looked slowly from the east, whose mogul might go hungry for my feast. And in a week they told me she was dead. They told me how my only love was dead. Had she but lived, then I should have remained at Antoch and buried her and gained what careless men considered good repute and left the world to Socrates astute. Great Zeus, had she but lived, I should have died, her kiss upon my lips, and death defied. 
and on the stone they would have carven in hegesis a good man hath he been and antoc should never so defame and throw aspersion on my guiltless name but wherefore cometh this pale reverie for that were happiness and cannot be a star fell then one little star of white that streaked its way across the heavens peace and now tis gone and all its brothers please to swirl in undiminished wild delight to have i fallen and my quick demise will leave no tear in disapproving eyes will leave no record on man's firmament i wonder did the little star dissent in some vague question of eternity and did its brothers damn it utterly perchance it said why laugh approaching day must cover pleasance with a pale dismay our thoughtless laugh cannot amorate the destined evil of our starry fate will yield us for the end without repair we suffer wild regret and grim despair perchance they answered they of banal friend we laugh in night day cometh not again and then perchance they turn their ingrate ire upon the hapless star that caused them doubt and so i saw the momentary fire of its departure when they cast it out ah well while man's a man twill be the same and ignominies do and cold disfame to whomsoever draws the cerement of truth upon man's vices and content and it were highest folly to incline an ear for laughter to Haggis's wine forswear his strumpet's clever kiss invoke restraint and clear dissatisfaction's yoke forget a maudlin goblet as i taught and ever sent pleasure set as naught for it were happiness were mankind wise possessing ears to hear and seeing eyes sure death is good and this fit place to die alone we two the goddess there and i and quiet all the bees have sought their hive and death herein is all that is alive and yet i have a terror of the night and death that waits and is not expedite ah would i were in athens once again surround by my enemies but men in oblique meet object of the rude inclement anger of the multitude a target for their enmity at length impavid victim of the coward's strength that would be happiness but i forgot i die in horror happiness is not end of poem this recording is in the public domain